I remember like wanting to tell a story that was impactful emotionally. I wanted to grab the attention of my audience. You're listening to the Students Podcast, NPR's podcast about making a podcast. I'm Alyssa Nadworny. And I'm Sequoia Carrillo. Today, we're talking about getting deep, how you can build trust with the folks you're interviewing so that you can talk about the hard, often emotional topics. Today, I'd like to share the unfortunate but extraordinary adventure of my brother, Joaquin. High schooler Samuel Manessis from Northwest Arkansas interviewed his brother about a kayaking adventure that went horribly wrong, killing three of his friends. Two years ago, he and four of his friends planned a first ascent by kayak of the unexplored Abanico River located in the upper Amazon jungle of Ecuador. They hiked for two days through the dense, muddy, and impenetrable jungle carrying their kayaks and struggling to reach their destination. I still think about Samuel's podcast all the time, all these months after hearing it. He actually ended up being one of our high school finalists and one of my favorite podcasts we got. That night it rained pretty hard. Um, We woke up the next morning and the river was a little high, but it wasn't crazy high. Uh, So we just took a group decision and decided to head down the river. And then it started picking up 10, 20 feet from what they normally are. The entry is aptly called Life and Death in the Amazon. I didn't didn't want to continue to go down, but the rest of the group did. Majority won, and so we decided to keep going down. I was just, I I actually, like, I wasn't really thinking. Like, when you get to that point where you're running whitewater, which is, like, that hard, you you just kind of, like, stop thinking. Your mind just goes in blank, and you're just super focused on what you're doing because, um... It's kind of like survival kayaking, you know? It was pretty, pretty intense white water. I, I, I got to the point where I was like, damn, this is this is really big. Like, I took an eddy, which is, I, I stopped. And then I just, I just never saw anybody again. I called up Samuel to hear how the podcast came to be. It was all over the news in Ecuador. So everybody knew about it. Like, everybody was praying for him. It was, like, this huge deal. Joaquin was the only one who lived through the ordeal, but in all the years since, the brothers really didn't talk about it. In fact, Joaquin had never actually shared the story with Samuel. Wow. I would have never known that this was their first time talking about this. That is insane. How do you even start that conversation? Well, they had a really good relationship to begin with, and Samuel said like they trusted each other. So by the time he mustered up the courage to ask, like to talk to him, to say, can we have this conversation and can I record it, which is a pretty big ask, Yeah. his brother said, sure. He told me that like he wouldn't have said yes to anybody else. Not everyone is going to be interviewing someone they've known all their life. <laughs> True. <laughs> and trust is super important when you're talking about emotional things. But you can build that trust the same way with a stranger. Totally. And Samuel says he did a lot of explaining up front. So he's like, here's the podcast contest website. Here are all the people who could eventually hear this. He explained what the interview would be like. And he made sure his brother was signed on on all that stuff. And we should say these conversations can be really sensitive. So the more transparent you are up front, the better. Yep. Totally. And family stuff can be also really tricky. Definitely. So once Samuel got the okay to do the story, the next step was crafting his questions. 
When you talked to Samuel, did you get any like tips on how he did these questions? Yeah, well, he was super careful about the way that he worded the questions, and he got a little help from his mom. My mom, she was like, hey, just don't push it too much because it is a sensitive topic. Just be careful with what you say. I didn't want to be like straightforward with my questions. I didn't just want to be like, so like, how do you feel when your, your friends died? I kind of wanted to like approach it by the side. It doesn't have to be the subject's mom or your (laughs) mom, but testing your questions on someone else can really help them become just more interesting and also often a lot more compassionate. Yeah. And Samuel was wary that his brother might be defensive just because the questions he was asking were really personal. So to try and get around this, and this is a suggestion that actually came directly from his mom, which I love, he plan to ask how questions instead of why questions. I love that. Totally. Yeah. It's it's so smart. The reasoning behind the like how versus the why is that why questions might sound accusatory, whereas the how question is more like, just tell me what happened. Definitely. He also wanted to ask very pointed questions to elicit details. So he would say things like, take me back to that moment. What was that like? Tell me more. You can hear it a little bit in the podcast here. And the rivers just get really big. I'm talking like they come up like 10, 20 feet from what they normally are um, just because of rains. Yeah. And what, what do those huge rapids look like? I mean, how dangerous is that? They just look monstrous. Like they look unrunnable in a kayak for sure. Like it's just it's just crazy how high rivers get and how crazy the rivers get. Like it looks like a black sea. They were pretty emotional questions. I asked them like specifics. And because we had that we have this trust, I knew he was just going to tell me straight up. Emotional interviews can also be really tough to do with people around, so you have to make sure you have privacy. Samuel was definitely aware of that, and he made sure no one was in the room with them when they were recording. Once they sat down for the interview, here's how he started. The first few questions were kind of like, hey, how are you? You know, what are you into? What are your passions? Easy questions to, like, relax him, to make him feel calm. We do this all the time at NPR. You kind of want to make the guest forget that there's a mic in front of them. (laughs) And to get there, you just kind of chat. He relaxed. He relaxed. You could tell in his voice, he was much more calm. You know, his posture, it it was fixed. He, He seemed more willing to be able to tell the story. Another thing that helped Samuel go deeper with his brother was getting him to slow the story down. So Samuel knew he wanted details. That's what he didn't get from like the news reports and talking to his mom. But sometimes that meant he had to ask the same questions multiple times, like in different ways. People tend to skip over important details and the way they were feeling. You know, and if he did skip over them, I would kind of rephrase my question. And then he would give me a different response more detailed response. Samuel also took it slow. He didn't want to pepper walk him with questions. What were your thoughts on being stuck in the Amazon? And he would, he would give me a response, but I wanted more from him. 
so I just wouldn't respond. And I'd let it drag out, and it was awkward. And it made him uncomfortable. And then he started to speak again. That must have been really intense. Yeah, the interview was three hours, Sequoia. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, there were tears, and they took a long break after it got really emotional. They hugged, they regrouped, they waited a few minutes, and then they jumped back in. And like a pro, the final episode he submitted is only seven minutes long. Which sounds crazy, I know, but journalists <laughs> actually have to do that all the time. Cutting things down is one of the most important parts. Yeah. And Samuel said to do that, he looked for all the moments that felt emotional, the details, like where it got really heavy and real. He kept those and he cut nearly everything else out. <laughs> all those early warm-up questions. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Honestly, for the most part, Samuel cut out nearly all of his own questions. I didn't want the podcast to seem like question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. I wanted my brother to guide the podcast. This podcast isn't about me. It's about him and his story. Now that is great advice. Let your tape, that's like the people that you talk to and any sound that you gather, do all the heavy lifting. And then you're really just in the story to connect the dots. I think there's so much we can learn from Samuel. Um, you want to do a quick recap? Yes. Okay. So to recap. What was your favorite? What was your favorite thing that he said? Well, my favorite was definitely that you have to prepare your questions. That's, I would say, our favorite thing <laughs> to talk about on the students podcast, just because yeah. it's so important and we mention it every episode. <laughs> I also really loved that he was thoughtful about the wording of his questions. Like the way you phrase something can really impact the answers that you get. Definitely. Oh, I also really liked that silence is your friend. I definitely go by that. And it'll <laughs> feel so uncomfortable. It will feel yeah. so uncomfortable in the moment. But <laughs> it just sounds so much better later. And it's always worth it. The other thing that's awesome, he wasn't afraid to cut himself out. Like, take out your questions. Yeah, it's not about you. In this time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this time. I love that. Sometimes it is, but not maybe not all but the not time. Not this time. <laughs> this message comes from NPR sponsor Blue Microphones. Blue has helped millions of podcasters, musicians, and storytellers to raise their voices since they began making mics over 25 years ago. Blue is best known for creating Yeti, the iconic mic that plugs straight into your laptop so you can sound great, even if you've never recorded before. Visit bluemic.com and click Get Started to find the mic that's right for you. And that's our show. <laughs> Make sure you follow us on Twitter at NPR underscore Ed and subscribe to our newsletter so you can stay up to date on literally everything that's going on with the Student Podcast Challenge. Our college competition opened earlier this month, and the high school and middle school competition opens on January 1st. Today's episode was produced by Sequoia Carrillo and edited by Lauren Magaki. Thank you, Lauren. Our music is by Sam D'Agostino. I am Alyssa Nadwarney. And I'm Sequoia Carrillo. Thanks for listening to our show, and we can't wait to listen to yours.